Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson. Center Court is presented by the Winner's Circle Network in conjunction with the Sampson Family Foundation, striving to uplift, empower, and educate the communities we live in. Now here's Ralph and your host, Mac McDonald. Welcome into Center Court with Ralph Sampson. It is another weekend. It is another couple of days of just talking to just really interesting people. A great guest coming up today. And I'm looking right at Ralph's perfect face right now. Ralph, it's been a very interesting week, hasn't it? Uh, to say the least, very interesting from the, la- the last week and a half in our country, and our world. It's like uh, you woke up in a nightmare. You know, it's been crazy, mm-hmm. crazy, crazy week. I've been trying to make an appointment because you're not, but I am eligible for a vaccine. I, I can't, I can't sniff a reservation. You know, this I'm, is I'm like the same bracket. <laughs> my parents, um, uh, that is where I called it actually this week and, and, and asked the doctor, when can they get in? And mm-hmm. my mom thanks is to get that done as well. But, you know, I, he says, wait another week or so, we'll get everybody in. Uh, you know, administration's changed. There should be a plethora of uh, vaccines out here to make it happen. But I just want to say they need to get it, you know, ASAP because they antsy. They want to get out the house a little bit more. Yeah, it's like getting a ticket to a Ralph Sampson basketball game at UVA. Hey. I mean, you just can't. I had my son-in-law. I got to tell you this funny story. My son-in-law had a, had a real funny line. He said that that if McDonald's or Chick-fil-A was selling vaccine, we could take care of the country in a, in a couple days. <laughs> Chick-fil-A, is, I don't know how they do it, but I, 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 over the COVID thing, I frequent Chick-fil-A. I probably got stock in it now. Yeah. <laughs> and they have a little card you can put, get like an app, get your app, you get free. Right. My sister does it and said, you, many times you go, you should get the app. And I'm like, I don't want to play with that. I'm not worried about it. But <laughs> their system, their system in the fast oh. food business is amazing. Yeah. I mean, uh, amazing they get people in get people out and i'm sure they've i, I can only imagine your profits uh, oh yeah my, my son-in-law year. yeah my son-in-law said he, they could take care of the country in two days we'd be done everything would be done everything would be taken care of so anyway great guest today i want to talk a little bit about perry tuttle who um i remember and when you told me that perry was going to be with us today i remember the sports illustrated cover very vividly maybe that's why i remember his number uh, and, and a chance to talk to him about so many things, his life with the Buffalo Bills being drafted, um, of course, the championship game, but but also the relationship with Danny Ford, who was a heck of a character at Clemson, a football coach. So you, uh, another major, major find for you, Ralph. And um, how did you get to know Perry Tuttle? 
Well, uh, P, we call him PT. He called me Sam, and we've built a relationship, you know, probably 15, 20 years now. But, uh, you know, he was done playing. I was done playing. I was living in Georgia. Uh, we connected uh, through ACC network or somehow like that at an event. Mm-hmm. We exchanged numbers. And then he was doing all these special uh, events, golf events. And they said, hey, PT, I don't play golf. Mm-hmm. seven foot four I, I well you couldn't get fit for clubs I, I don't know how you would get fit for a well, set of clubs <laughs> well my, you'll remember this gene corrigan uh-huh. at, uh, at uva uh and um uh, he helped me and then um another administrator at uva uh, that ran the golf course that built a golf course at uva mm-hmm. got me my first set of clubs after i finished playing no oh, there you go and they're like okay well you got ralph you got to play golf i'm like i don't want to play golf so i actually have the original <laughs> golf bag and the original clubs from way back when, but wow, but they, they're a little rusty. A little they rusty. might need regripped, yes. They need to be regripped. <laughs> but meeting Perry through a golf event, sure, and build that relationship over the years. And we would go to golf events in Atlanta. I said, Perry, I'll go. I would only take a driver and a putter because I couldn't do. I didn't have any short game. I just go out right. the golf course, hang out a little bit. But we met because he was hooking up players, professional athletes with businesses. If you had a business. And you wanted to be in business like with a food service. I mm-hmm. Frank O'Hare was one of the guys that did it as well. He hooked them up, let them play golf with uh, Publix, the grocery store. So end up, if you can talk your business in 18 holes, you can get a business deal. So great guy, a good father, good husband. Uh, you know, I tell him all the time, he's kind of the start of the whole Clemson era when they be, start to become sure. good in football. Sure. Uh, and it's hard to believe. He was in the Heisman Trophy conversation at that time. Uh, if I asked you who won the 1981 Heisman Trophy, would you know? Well, I would know. Okay. Because uh, there's another good friend of mine, a good running back friend. Uh, and, he was with me in Puma when I was wearing Puma for a while. And uh, one of the greatest uh, running back from USC. Absolutely. Marcus, Marcus Allen. Marcus Absolutely. Allen. And he was a Raider. Come on. I was a Raider yeah, guy. Raider. So that's Raider. good Raider. stuff. All right, we'll go to break. We'll come back. He is a Clemson Hall of Famer. He is a national champion. They had a magical year in 1981, and some of the things that he did afterwards also very, very magical. And we'll talk about that. Perry Tuttle right around the corner when we come back. This is Center Court with Ralph Sampson. The mission for the Sampson Family Foundation is simple. We strive to uplift, empower, and educate the communities we live in. The foundation promotes charitable and community input, educational development, health and fitness, and scholarship opportunities. The Samson Family Foundation's initiatives focus on patients with cancer, educational scholarship programs, and give students guidance in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. The Samson Family Foundation encourages limitless possibilities. Your financial support is tax deductible. To learn more, call 540 615-5097. The website is samsonfamilyfoundation.org. Uplift. Empower. Educate. It takes teamwork to make the dream work. This is Center Court, presented by the Winner's Circle Network in association with the Samson Family Foundation. Welcome back. It's Center Court on the Winner's Circle Network with Ralph Sampson. And Ralph and I just talked about our special guest. So, Ralph, I'm going to let you do the honors. 
Well, you know, he's got the right shirt on because it's got the right color. But the wrong school. <laughs> school. I'll tell you about that. So the only similarity is that that school and our school is, is orange. So Clemson Tiger, Mr. Perry Tuttle, uh, we became friends over the years. And, and obviously his football and the stories are, are amazing. But his friendship means a lot to me. Uh, we built that over years. And, you know, Mac asked me, Perry, how did we meet in the first place? You know, how did we, we build that relationship? But tell me, said, we met on the – not on the football field, not on the basketball field, but somewhere on a golf course over the years. So, everyone, Mr. Perry Taylor. Perry, how's it going? Going well. Good. Nice to be with you, Sam. Uh, so, so I don't know whether you want me to tell my golf story about you or not. So, uh, I will. Uh... Oh, yeah, I want ammunition. Go ahead. No, I, I, <laughs> I want all the ammunition I can it's, get. It's tough. It's rough. <laughs> it's the best golf swing I have ever seen. There's got to be some <laughs> leverage there, right, Perry? A little bit? Oh, it was it was like a windmill. It's like <laughs> depending on where the ball went is the question. The ball might not have gone right or left, but definitely didn't go straight. So that's, you can tell the story. Go for it. Well, yeah. So you know, I mean, the, the the most incredible thing is that the watch, his playing partner along with him, was the great Tommy Burleson. Oh. Yes. So can you imagine those two? On the same golf cart? Two seven-footers. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and, and Burle Burleson can play a little bit, though, right, Perry? Compared to Sam, he can really play. <laughs> <laughs> I have no. fun. I have fun. Yeah. But, I, you know, actually, the first time I remember we were playing in Virginia, it was um, – my junior year and um, or senior year and um, Sam was walking um, uh, kind of behind our bench. Um, there was a track and um, I was sitting beside my quarterback, Homer Jordan. Mm -hmm. And and I um, I said to uh, Homer, I said, hey, there's Ralph. And I remember saying hello then. But. Uh, what really made the difference was, and he won't remember this, but it was when uh, Virginia came to Clemson to play uh, the Tigers and Moose Campbell. You remember Moose Campbell? Yeah, I do. Right. I remember the big Moose and Larry and the whole crew. They, they were monsters. Yeah. And my roommate, Jeff Davis, and I were the only two uh, people in the whole arena in Clemson pulling for <laughs> Ralph Sampson. He, um, he was by far our favorite. And uh, and so uh, I remember after the game, just uh, uh, very quickly, just saying hello. But uh, that was my uh, first and and meaningful time of just getting to know uh, Sam. And, and um, over the years, it's been a it really has been a blessing to spend time with him and certainly on the, on the phone where we catch up. So Perry Tuttle is our guest, former Clemson player, former Buffalo Bill. And uh, Perry, in talking about that, the ACC was such a tight knit group, eight, eight schools. It seemed like, was Ralph an icon to other athletes? And like you guys are playing football at Clemson. Was Ralph a true icon for you guys in Clemson? Absolutely. Uh, I don't know if he, he remembers the, uh, surely he would remember, Virginia was playing Ohio State. Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday. And uh, the, uh, 
you know, we uh, that was back in the day where you, uh, you know, the football team had their own dormitory. Mm-hmm. Right. And our our football dormitory on that Super Bowl Sunday was we couldn't wait to get around the TV just to watch Virginia <laughs> and Ohio State. About that? It was the most incredible experience I've ever had in our dormitory. And watching that game was just amazing. Uh, Ralph had one of the best games. Um, and you can talk about that, right? Yeah, we had a little bit. Of, it was fun. We had played Louisville and, and Ohio State. They had, you know, Clark Kellogg, Granville Waiters, and uh, Herb Williams had a number of professional players. So it became a, a good game to watch. And we played a couple years on Super Bowl Sunday. So it was very special. I think that game maybe had 42 points. I don't know if you remember the first couple plays, uh, Mike and Perry, mm-hmm. I twisted my ankle. Uh, really bad yes. uh, on a lob that I had to go get from Jeff Jones and Joe Geek and Sue Halstead took me back in the locker room and said, you're going to play. So uh, <laughs> Joe didn't believe in tape. Sue taped my ankle, <laughs> really like five rolls of tape, came back and had 42 points, but I couldn't walk too much the next day, but it was a fun game to play in. But but I'll get back to that because, you know, when you play in ACC back then, and I don't know how much it is today, we always played hard against each other because every team, every school had a pretty good team. But when you that's play right. somebody else, you rooted for your ACC partner. And that's, that's right. The mm-hmm. way it was. I mean, we, we could hate Carolina when we played them, but when they played the NCAA tournament, we wanted them to win. That's right. And the ACC, you know, going by my kids, that mm-hmm. the ACC was different back then. Right. I mean, coming out, of high, coming out of high school and coming out of the Winston-Salem, the Lexington area, uh, we had six of my buddies Jeff Davis been one of them. And, and during the summer, we would go to Wake Forest, we'd go to Winston-Salem State and kind of hang out on campus when we were juniors and seniors in high school. And all six of us, we all decided to stay within the ACC and play against each other. Oh, how about football, that? Right? Kenny Duckett, of course, he was the only one that can get in at Wake. <laughs> Nobody else can get in. Uh, Jeff Davis and I uh, went to Clemson. Joe McIntosh went to NC State. Daryl Nicholson and Bill, they went to uh, uh, Carolina. So, uh, you know, back in the day, uh, the ACC stood alone. Uh, n- not so much of the way we play, whether it's football or basketball. It was great relationship with great friendship and good coaching. By yeah. the way. Perry played for, and, and, and Ralph, and I know you know this, uh, Perry played for, who eventually turned out to be a pretty good friend of mine, in Danny Ford, a two-part question, Perry, did Danny recruit you? And I know, I wish we had six hours because I, I know there are a couple Danny Ford stories, but what was it What was it like? Did Danny recruit you and, and what was it like to play for Danny Ford? Well, I, I would say up front that uh, I don't know if I've ever loved a man like I love Coach Ford. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but Coach Pell, Coach Pell was the head coach when I was a freshman. Got it. And uh, so he recruited me as a head coach. We had a, we had a coach named Buddy King. But one of the reasons why I wanted to go to Clemson, I thought I might have a chance to play baseball also. And so when Coach Pell left um, during my freshman year, before we played Ohio State uh, in, the, um, in the Gator Bowl, you remember when Coach Woody Hayes threw that right hook yes, uh, yes. to Charlie Bowman? Um, uh, Coach Pell uh, left like uh, two or three weeks before then, and Coach Ford became our head coach. And Coach Ford, you know, coming from Alabama, um, 
you know, he was such a country bumpkin. And <laughs> still is, by the way. But, um, but I wasn't real sure uh, as a freshman that Coach Ford uh, not so much understood or, or embraced uh, young black boys back in the day. Uh, but I learned uh, as, as we went, uh, my, you know, my junior, my, my sophomore year, my junior year, that he became one of those coaches that I fell in love with. And um, so to this day, um, not too long ago, Coach Ford called me um, mm-hmm. just to say uh, happy birthday. Um, he's a good man, um, um, but I love him. And, and and I have some great stories for uh, <laughs> uh, Coach Ford, but uh, he I can is. Only imagine. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, he, one of the most incredible coaches back in the day. He really surrounded himself with some really good coaches that really that he gave uh, them the opportunity uh, to coach the position. So you know he wasn't one of those coaches that hovered over defense and offense, he really did allow guys to coach. So, so you speak about coaches. I know with me, I'm sure with you, Perry, and, and even Mac, there's influential people in your life. Coach Ford was one of them. But, you know, we can talk football, football stories, but he taught you something about the game and about life that you've carried with you probably for years. What are some of those tips that, that, that a coach like Coach Ford gave you back when you were the young man at Clemson? Yeah, well, one of the things that Coach Ford knew about me that uh, I was way uh, too embarrassed to talk about uh, that really brought on a lot of shame. It was my dad. My dad was not only probably probably one of the most racist man I uh, knew, uh, did not like white people, but on the other hand, he was also, he drank a lot. And, um, and I remember uh, my senior year, my dad had not come to watch me play. My mom, my brothers, my sisters, uh, but my dad um, uh, did not come to watch me play. And and and, uh, but it came to my senior year. It was Parents' Day, and I remember calling my mom. Called me on a Wednesday and says, "Hey, I'm gonna bring your dad." Um, you know, if you remember, you know, especially in football, I'm certainly they do it in basketball you know, every senior walks out into the middle of the field with their parents, parents yeah. right? And Sam, I'm, I'm just telling you that the, the thing that I was most nervous about um, was that my dad was going to fall. The thing that I was most nervous about was that my dad was going to show up drunk. Mm. And, um, and Coach Ford uh, became, um, Coach Ford became that, um, I'm sorry, um, that, that person where it, he became the leverage of what it means to, to, um, to be a son, right? To, to understand um, and to appreciate fatherhood. And, um, in, in, you know, so he, he, he's, he's, he taught me a lot. Uh, taught me a lot about football, but more importantly, taught me a lot about family. And, um, and so, you know, as a result of that, uh, my dad, uh, you know, the last eight years of his life, um, my dad had an amazing uh, change of his life and started treating my mom like this queen. I don't know if I've ever loved 
uh, a person like I love my dad the last eight years of his life. We talked almost every other day. And, and it was because of Coach Ford who bridged that relationship in a way that um, I started asking certain questions um, that brought about a different kind of communication that I had with Coach Ford that I can now have with my dad. Third down, coming up third and goal for the Clemson Tigers and outside of 15, lofted into the end zone. Perry Tuttle, touchdown Clemson! Sometimes I feel I've got to run away. And one-on-one coverage is a very difficult assignment for any defensive back, particularly when it's Perry Tuttle. Six seconds to go. Power throws it up for grabs. There's five defenders back there. And Hitt knocks it down. The game runs out. And Clemson wins the national championship of college football. Love was a big hit in 1982, but so were the Clemson Tigers. Don Cricky on the call with the national title game. It turned out to be an undefeated season for the Tigers. And Perry, you guys had to know that you were playing for the national title. You had to know that this was for all the marbles, correct? Yeah, we did. We did. Of course, you know, Nebraska, you had, I mean, you had some amazing, you know, Rogier. Uh, you had Dave Remington. You remember Dave Remington? Oh, yeah. The amazing Absolutely. offensive uh, lineman, um, Turner. Uh, so, you know, I mean, they had some great athletes. And, but but we had some guys on our team. We got, you know, we had Fridge, who was a freshman, yeah. uh, William Perry, uh, Jeff Davis, my college roommate, uh, starting linebacker, was an incredible uh, linebacker. Homer Jordan, um, you know, Homer Jordan is, is their uh, – you know, Russell Wilson back in 1981, right? And uh, but uh, but you know, going into that game, we knew that there were other teams outside. You know, you had Georgia and Herschel. Um, they won it the year before. Um, you know, you had Marcus Allen uh, on the West Coast, uh, and so we were you know undefeated. Um, but still considered underdogs going against a big Nebraska team. And uh, I remember the first uh, defensive play, uh, we were on the sideline, the offensive team, and uh, Nebraska had the team, uh, had the ball. And Dave Remington, the All-American um, center, uh, just took and, and just drove William Perry, the fridge, uh, <laughs> into, uh, into uh, Jeff Davis, our starting linebacker. And uh, Jeff just kind of looked at him and says, hey, Fridge, if that ever happens one more time, I promise you I'm going to kick you, you know where, right? <laughs> and, and, and the Fridge dominated After that, that game. Yes. Yes. Oh, it was incredible. Uh, you know, playing in Miami, it was hot. Um, uh, what an incredible game. And, um, and you know, I, you know, one of the things that happened, you know, there was a catch that you – uh, uh, Matt, that you uh, talked about maybe uh, earlier of where uh, I caught that pass in the mm-hmm. corner. During the season, Homer Jordan and I, you know, when there was a scout team, Homer and I would go to another field and just practice, you know, you know, catch and throw, right? We're running routes. But uh, 
you know, Homer would say, hey, hey, Tut, if if I ever just nod my head like this, <laughs> just run through the corner of the end zone, right? <laughs> Go to the Chevy and take a left. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even a play. It's just, hey, just run through the corner of the end zone. And if you if you watch that play, Homer nods his head. How about that? And I had to make a decision. And I'm thinking, is this for real? <laughs> Did the play have a name? It's called Nod well, My Head. Nod My Head? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, that's the only thing I could think of, Mac, at the time was, was just, I, I think I see him nodding his head. And, um, and, and that, that catch. But who would have ever guessed, right? It, you know, there's there's some things you just can't plan for, but it was it was one of the, the best games I've ever uh, had a chance to play in. Uh, the experience was uh, was incredible, and um, what it feels like to win. So I, I'm curious though, how does that relate back then to the Clemson today? So powerful school, great coach, great players, you know, national title runs. And then also a uh, how you feel about the new Heisman Trophy winner as well because you know similarities and, and catches and all that kind of stuff as well. But how amazing that the uh, Clemson Tigers is still as strong in the football franchise in ACC and in the national NCAA football. But what's your opinion of them today? And then also the Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, I can tell you, uh, Clemson football team today is just uh, just an amazing athlete. You know, I'm, it, I mean, it's just, it it just doesn't start with Trevor Lawrence, right? I mean, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, for the last you know seven eight years now, I mean, we have um, Clemson has really shown up um, every weekend, every year, and so uh, quite frankly, I don't even know where they get these these receivers. Man, they're six four, and 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 you know they can run like four two four three. Right. right. I mean, we, we got some guys. Um, I, I remember, you know, you think about Andre Hopkins that, that now plays uh, in Arizona. Mm -hmm. uh, we call him Nuke. The guy's an amazing Sammy Watkins at the time. And uh, so now we got some guys that's just flying everywhere. And, you know, these quarterbacks, you know, uh, Taj Board, when he came on the scene, can really spin the ball. But when you look at receivers now, I, I'm really excited of the fact of watching. You know, when you watch Alabama the other night and you, and you see this little 170-pound receiver, um, I'm so impressed and so glad that he came on a scene where there are so many great or good high school uh, receivers, so many good high school athletes that just hasn't matured physically. And they're, they've been wondering for the last four or five years as they watch Ohio State and Alabama put out these tall, fast receivers. And here comes this young, skinny stud. Yeah. The guy can catch. He runs the best routes. Um, he, uh, his hands are amazing. Uh, I, I can watch him all day long. And you know, you know, we're watching the game with. I'm watching the game with my my son the other night, and it's almost like, hey, can someone? Can they put like three or four people only? Yeah. And 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 no matter what, this guy's going to get open, and he shows up. So, 
compared to where we were, um, you know, in 81, um, the game is obviously different. The only thing that that's so different, Sam, the way I see it, is that back in the day of, of when we play, there was so much leadership skills on the field that a quarterback or a running back or a starting linebacker had compared to today where there are, there are no huddles. Everybody just lines up. And, and so, you know, back in the day when I play, a quarterback can look at a receiver and go, hey, man, look, if you don't get your act together, man, you're going to be on the bench, right? <laughs> but with no huddles, you don't really have that kind of communication. You don't have that stare in the eyes and saying, look, man, I really need for you to get open or a quarterback or running back and look at a, a, a guard or a tackle and go, hey, listen, man, just give me one step. Give me one inch of daylight. I promise you I can get us the first down. So back in the day, you had that. Today, it, it, it's, it's like everybody just, you know, you get to the line, you, you clap your hands, you look to the sideline, and they give you a play. Right, right. right. Great totally stuff. Per Perry Tuttle is our guest. And, and Perry, you bring up a good point, too. And Ralph was, was touching on that, too, and talking about uh, Devontae. And, you know, he, he had a message for young kids. You know, he made sure to say, hey, look, this let me be the one that proves to you you may not be the tallest or the fastest or the or the best but if if you work at it you're going to be good which was which was pretty special but it also like what you're talking about and what you're doing now with your inspiration there are a lot of leaders on a playing field aren't there that's right there's a lot of leaders you know, you look at i mean you look at you look at dante right mm -hmm. um and, and his leadership, which is, is a very silent kind of leadership where he scores a touchdown, instead of pointing at him, he gives the ball to the referee, mm -hmm. right? And, and it, it kind of says, look, I'm going to do this again in five minutes. So, I, <laughs> you know, I don't want to hike this one touchdown up to a point to say that, you know, this is my first time in this space, right? And and I, and it, get, it it literally gives me a chance as a dad to talk to my son, who's 17 years old, who also plays receiver, whose body is has not kind of mature until 6'4", 220 pounds. Um, the kind of leadership that um, that's displayed on the field today um, is not just coming from the sideline. It's, um, it's the kind of leadership that, hey, listen, play the game right. I mean, even targeting comes into a play where somebody has to remind uh, players, especially defensive players, hey, listen, we need you on the field. Tackle correctly. I love, you know, I love old school sports. Yeah, exactly. Right? I miss you know, I've been working with NBA players for the last 14 years. I miss the times of where a guy can can look at an opponent and go and 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 say to him, "Don't come down the middle, or you get hurt." In 1982, the Buffalo Bills drafted me as a first-round draft pick, 
And uh, everything that TV said that would make me happy, I bought. I bought the best looking car that was on the road. I bought the biggest house in the neighborhood. And because ever since I was a little boy, I thought that's what sports offer, is that if I can ever make it to the NFL, I can buy the things I've always wanted to buy. I can do the things I've always wanted to do. And four years into that career, I found myself empty. Welcome back to Center Court with Ralph Sampson on the Winter Circle Radio Network. I'm Mac McDonald. Our guest is Perry Tuttle, the great Perry Tuttle, who played at Clemson, won a national title with Danny Ford and company, and also played in the NFL and the Canadian Football League. Stick. So, how do you? How do you? What's the mentality from a from a, a coach like yourself, a father like yourself, and the mentality you have to teach your son how to live today? Because it's totally different when my dad, your dad, parents grew up. You know, we had a we had a community. We had a village really that, you know, taught us in small town Harrisonburg to small town Lexington where all the Wicks Forest around the area where you come from as well. But how do you teach those qualities? Because I know you got this whole leadership thing in you. We talk about the young African-American guys all over the country and how do we continue to support them and help them in many ways in today's world. But how do you, what's your opinion of all that? It's been a hard time. It's been a hard time for uh, a lot of us. You know, I had this conversation with my uh, my son uh, the other night. Uh, my other son that lives in Miami, we had a conversation this morning. He called, and I, and I asked him about his thoughts on what he saw this past Wednesday at the at the Capitol. And so we had a we had a forty five minute conversation about that. But my my other son, uh, my seventeen year old son, um, uh, you know, who who's playing football in high school. And he tells me about he, he tells me about a, 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 a situation two days ago where one of his teammates, who just happened to be white, who posted something either on his Instagram or account, whatever, and it was demeaning towards his 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 teammate, is white, who who posted something that was demeaning towards black people. And, and, and as soon as my son saw the post and viewed it, his teammate called that posted it and said, hey, listen, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the other black people. Mm-hmm. And so the conversation that I'm having to walk my son, uh, my 17-year-old son through this political talk and where, where my son my 70 year old son is saying, listen, let's just do away with it. And I'm, I'm like, no, 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 no. You got to lean into it and have this conversation with your teammate who just happened to be white because it, it, I think it's more important that five years from now, 10 years from now, that you have a genuine relationship with someone of a you know, different race that, was, that, that, that had a lot of tension that even the president of the United States. So don't allow, don't allow your friendship and your teammate to go by the wayside because of what has happened because of somebody else, right? Lean into that. It's been hard, you know, as a dad, you know, as a dad, it's just, I think for all of us, and this is what I've told all three of my boys, you remember the movie, Rocky. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rocky is my favorite movie. Right? <laughs> and, 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 and because of because I've watched it during COVID for the last eight or nine months, 
I think they've shown it like 20,000 times. <laughs> and so, but, but that in that movie where Rocky is boxing, he's going against Apollo. And one of the things I'm having to, to talk through that, that you better have at least four people in your corner to fight this fight as you get older. You better have, you better have a good trainer, someone who can walk you through and get your, get your life together and get you ready because there's gonna be many fights that you're gonna to have to battle. The other one you better have, you better have a good sparring partner. You better have someone in your life that can hear you tell an ugly joke and he's gonna, he's gonna spar with you and gonna call you out because it's, it's inappropriate when you talk about um, women or when you talk about someone of a different gender, right? You better have a sparring partner because if you don't, you're gonna find yourself getting knocked out, right? <laughs> and the other, the, other, the other person in that, in that movie, you better have a good cut man. You remember? Cut me, Mick, cut me, Mick. Right? Yeah, cut <laughs> me, Mick, right? Because yeah. here's the thing, Sam. Sam, you and I know, especially in pro sports, life will cut you, yep. right? And because, because you won't see any blood, there are so many, there are so many young men, there are so many African-American men that are walking around bleeding inside. But because you don't have someone in your corner to know when you're bleeding inside, you find yourself isolated because of COVID, right? Mm -hmm. And the last person you better have in your corner, you better have someone like Don King, who is a good promoter. Right? <laughs> Somebody, um, he is Perry Tuttle, a great Perry Tuttle, a former Clemson player, former Buffalo Bill. Uh, I saw an interview, Perry, where you said something about, yeah, two years NFL, uh, you know, it was a different life and a, a life change for you. But then you said you became empty. Can you expound on that? What happened during that time and why you felt empty at that time? I mean, you were at the height of your career, NFL, you had everything you wanted. Yeah, Mac, I think that's a good question. Thank you. Um, so, you know, growing up, you know, back in the day, my favorite team was the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I love them then. I don't like them now, but I love them. <laughs> but they had a receiver named Bob Hayes. Bob mm -hmm. Hayes. Number 22. And the only reason I wore number 22 in Clemson was because of in the fourth grade, Bob Hayes was my hero. And the thing that I wanted more than anything was not just fame. Anything that TV said that would make me happy, I wanted to buy. So I bought the best looking car that was on the road. I bought the biggest house that was in the neighborhood. I bought the best looking clothes. And four years into the NFL, I didn't drink. I didn't drink because, you know, had anything to do with faith or anything. I didn't drink because I didn't want to be like my dad. You know, I didn't smoke. I didn't do any of those things. I didn't do anything crazy. But uh, four years into the NFL, I looked around and I just felt like, is this it? I mean, is this all? Yeah. I don't know if you ever had that feeling, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> where, 
But you, you want more. Them. You wanted more. Yeah. 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 And I found myself that the more that I wanted wasn't going to help. It wasn't going to fill me up. And and without sounding like I'm, I'm not a religious person, but I do love the Lord. And um, I grew up where my mom, we had to go to church um, every Sunday. Um, the only person that didn't go to church was my dad. Mm -hmm. And my mom always told us and talked to us about um, God and, and about Christ. And, and so um, four years into the NFL, I was single, living in this beautiful home, playing for Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I just kind of looked around, Mac, and I just thought, is this all? Mm -hmm. And it happened to be on a Wednesday. And um, and I was waiting for a teammate to come and pick me up. We were going to go and grab a bite to eat. But in the foyer of this big house that I bought as a single guy, I got on my knees and I prayed for the very first time since leaving high school. Because one of the things I decided when I left high school, I decided that, you know, because mom talked about this loving God and because I saw my dad act the way he did, he was such an embarrassment. He was such a knucklehead. And I could not figure out, Sam, why a loving God would allow my mom to go through the hell she went through with a man like my dad. Right. I did that. And so I didn't go to church. I didn't. And so I found myself on that Wednesday. My prayer, my prayer didn't last no more than 10 seconds. And all I said was this, God, if you're the same God that my mom talked about when I was growing up, I need help. And I got up, right? And, but I knew that on that Wednesday night that I was starting to make a decision that all the stuff that I own, the only thing that was going to fill me up was the fact that my whole purpose was filled in him, in Christ. Again, I'm not a religious person. I just know that, you know, for me and, and me personally, that apart from him, God, that's the only hope I had. And so as a result of that, I'm not saying that my life has been great, but, but there is some type of peace that even today I can't explain. And so it's been, I personally don't know how people function without some type of hope in that. Yeah. Said very, I mean, it's said so well because it gives you more inside for sure. You yeah. know, Perry, that's, that's so well said. And in sports, and Ra I know Ralph talks about it all the time. And, and now hearing you talk about it, you can find that with that group of guys that's in the locker room that's got your back, can't you? That's right. Because because one of the things that I, you know, I'm sure Sam sees and because one of the things that one of the things that we wrestle with, you know, Mac, you would know this, is that, you know, I started playing football in the fourth grade. Right. Early. Right. And I got. And the more I played, Sam, the more I got used to the applause. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the applause 
from high school, I was prep All-American. But when I got to Clemson, where all of those people in orange, I mean, I'm telling you, we have, Clemson has the best fans in the world. And so I got used to this. And then after that, as a first round draft pick, not only I was going to get this, but they were going to pay me for it. <laughs> and the, the thing, the thing that has separated what was hard for me was I could not deal with the silence of the applause. It, it just went, it just went silent. And that's the one thing that, that I was glad to, to know that I, uh, I settled that. And so I'm around a number of not only former guys, but even guys that are active. Uh, I mean, there's some guys that just can't retire from football. Mm -hmm. It's not because they, they love football. I think they love the applause. Fame, fame kind of tells you it's going to give you privileges. But once you get it, it actually takes away your privileges. It's hard to walk away from it. Truly one of the greats to ever do it. The great Perry Tuttle, former All-American at Clemson, national champion, Buffalo Bills, Canadian Football League, and now a motivational speaker working with a lot of athletes and a lot of kids. Thank you, Mac. Love you, Sam. Appreciate you, bro. We'll be in touch. Thanks so much. Okay, man. To get into sports casting, you need experience just to get your foot in the door. I can't tell you how many times in my career somebody will ask me, how do I get into your business? How do I become a sportscaster? The first thing I ask is, what have you done? Do you have any experience? And the answer is normally nothing yet. It's because they couldn't find a program that provided the real world experience that you need to get started. So I set out to create a program designed for the next wave of sportscasting talent. And my partner was an obvious one, Full Sail University. Great track record in entertainment and media, great alumni group, and the ability to evolve as the industry changes. We're offering a bachelor's degree that combines the professional expertise that my fellow sportscasters and I have built our careers on with the technologies shaping the world of sports. To succeed in this business, you have to be ready for what's next. But the core of great sportscasting I don't think will ever change. And this program brings it all together. Circle Network and the Sampson Family Foundation present Center Court with Ralph Sampson. Uplift, empower, educate. Welcome back. Final segment, Center Court with Ralph Sampson on the Winter Circle Network. And uh, how good was how good was Perry Tuttle, Ralph? Uh, just a good human being and all the stories he has, all the history. To have him as a friend for me is just one of the best. The the comment that was part of the the bump that I played where it said I had the cars, I had the house, I had a great career in the NFL, but I was empty. How? I mean, that was that's just pretty powerful. I don't care how you how you look at it. Well, you know, I mean, athletes do that, right? So you get the glitz and glamour of sports, uh, and but you always forget. Sometimes you forget the grind that got you there, and you want that glitz and glamour. You get that, and there's a whole different lifestyle. And pray fought that, but again. Very humble guy, spiritual guy. Again, a great friend. It was unfortunate news, and I really felt bad when it crossed my email. I think it was Thursday. When it came into my email that said the University of Virginia women's basketball team was going to be shutting down its year. They would not play again in 2021. 
we're, we're all going through this COVID thing. We're all fighting through it. We're an army trying to win. Right. Yeah. And I, but I just felt so bad because I know you're friends with Tina Thompson, the head coach. Uh, I know you've, you've visited with her before, but I just felt bad for a head coach that had to put out a release that says we're shutting down. Uh, the season has been tough on Tina a little bit. I think um, we've had her on here before. This past week had to be heartbreaking for her just to shut the season down. A lot of work into recruiting, a lot of work into the season with the players. But obviously some things that we, we know or may, we may not know either. You know, something's going on there that caused them to shut down. And, you know, I hope it doesn't shut down the men's side because they, they, they're in the same building in Japan, Joe's Arena. And uh, hopefully everybody can, you know, stay healthy over there. And uh, Tina can, you know, recover and the team can recover and play, you know, in the fall. That's what was so fun to watch. And speaking of, of Virginia, since we follow him closely, Casey Morsell was in a 10-day quarantine period. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. he could do was practice for 45 minutes, leave, and then watch games on TV. Yep, and he yep. nails his nails three threes, six of seven, scores 15 off the bench. And he said, You can learn a lot about the game watching TV. I thought it was a I thought it was a great quote. But uh, kudos to Tony Bennett and the crew, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody else probably would have done something like that and said, look, right. okay, we can do this. And uh, Ethan, the trainer, probably got a lot to do with it as well with the medical staff. At UVA. Nobody better. Ima- imagine, you know, a team, uh, IUVA, really over the tenure of Tony Bennett, only really had a few minor injuries ever. Right. Ever. And they, those were injuries that, you know, you couldn't, couldn't stop. Yeah. And so they had this guy in the gym shooting, watching videos like a coach would. So when he comes out, he's ready to play. Yeah. So that's the Tony Bennett, Tony Bennett style. And love that guy. He's amazing. On the subject of Virginia, real quick before we go, did uh, James the James Harden move, did that take some shots away from Joe Harris in Brooklyn? <laughs> Ooh, Joe, Joe just got to spot up. You know, all Joe had to do was spot up because now you got Kevin Durant yeah. and James Harden. And Kyrie Irving. <laughs> yes. There's not enough balls on the court. But I, was I think say. Kyrie, the NBA is going to shut down Kyrie a little bit because he's not listening to the whole protocol with COVID with the NBA policy. So that, he's going to shut him down a little bit. But it's going to be fun to see how Kevin Durant and James Harden reunite because they right. played in Oklahoma City before. And they played pretty well together. Can you imagine James Harden? Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant <laughs> on the same team exactly in Oklahoma City. Somebody out there should have been fired when they traded all those guys. Right? <laughs> Somebody in the front Somebody office. Should have been fired. Everybody have a great week. It's been fun. Ralph, have a terrific week. You too, Mac. Thanks so much, everyone. This is Center Court with Ralph Sampson on the Winner Circle Radio Network. You've been listening to Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson. Our podcast is available on the Believe Network at BLEAV.com. Center Court is presented by the Winner's Circle Network and the Sampson Family Foundation. For more information, log on to SampsonFamilyFoundation.org. Uplift. Empower. Educate. Teamwork makes the dream work. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, 
They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.